And welcome back. Yes, back from our commercial break. Wait, are we just... Oh, wait, <laughs> it's wait like we never left. <laughs> wait, are we... Is this the beginning of the, the middle show? Uh, Where yeah, am I? we're... Yes to both. Can we fix it? Episode 16. John here when his trusty partner in crime, Sean Malloy. Sean, what's up, man? Hey, bud. What's going on? You know, I'm uh, I'm cool, man. I'm, I'm hanging out. I'm just... Uh, uh, ready to go, ready to ready to get it. Just give you a little heads up here. You know what's funny? Um, mm. I had such a busy week that I remember I always said that I had I had been putting off watching Solo for so long as I haven't got around mm-hmm. to it. Such a busy week. You know when I watched it? This today. Yes. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> had you seen it already, or did you just? Uh... I, I'd seen it before. Okay. Um, so yeah, real quick, we're we're talking about. Uh... Oh yeah, let's the tell them what we're talking about. <laughs> no, 2018. 18, so, 18. Uh, Star Wars sale, uh, mm-hmm. story. Um, yeah, so I saw it in theaters. Um, I can't remember what was I doing. I think I had like a day off, or Carrie had plans with somebody else or something. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go watch it alone. And that was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I did not enjoy this film at all, and I did not enjoy it anymore the second time watching it. Mm. So I watched. What what are are your initial thoughts? So initial thoughts here again. So again, like with with any, and I've told people this before. With any Star Wars movie, I love I love it because it's I don't love it all, but I I enjoy it because it's Star Wars, Mm -hmm. most part. So this movie, like I didn't hate it, but it was just I didn't like it. It was just. It was just kind of there. It was just kind of it was just blah. Yeah. The movie was very the movie was very blah to me. Yes. And we'll get into what blah means <laughs> during the show. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, well, I don't know. I mean, you go ahead. I mean, whatever, you, however you want to kind of start. Well, off something with. that kind of occurred to me when I was watching it again today is because um, this is something that I when it came out, I for the most part, a lot of the reviews and opinions that I had heard were very negative. And like you, I was like, oh, well, you know, I like Star Wars. Star Wars is like pizza. There's really good pizza, and then there's just pizza. Mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be like, you know, still somewhat an enjoyable movie. Um, and I think that if this was someone's first Star Wars movie that they were seeing, Ooh. they might enjoy it. You know, there's not that expectations. But the problem is, similar to the prequel trilogy, this tries to answer a lot of questions that no one cared about or asked about. You know, how did he get his last name? Why does he call Jupaka Chewie? You know, the the ship's personality, quote-unquote, that was an, uh, a throwaway line from C-3PO and A New Hope. You know, stuff oh, like yeah. that. that. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. That no one cared about. Um, it was kind of a, they, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, you know, they just they tried so hard to answer these these questions, and and you know, they basically left no stone unturned um, in one movie. You know what I mean? They're like everything that you know about Han Solo from A New Hope through Return of the Jedi. Well, it's all discovered here in this two-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, and it was kind of like certain things. Like, it's okay. And because I don't mind it answering stuff. It's like certain things. He meets Chewbacca, right? It's kind of like, he mm-hmm. goes, what's your name? He goes, Chewbacca. It's like, huh, well, I'm going to have to I'm not think. calling you that. He goes, yeah. I'm going to have to think of a nickname for you in scene. Cut next scene. It's just like, 
oh, okay. He could have just started calling him Chewy and like yeah, like instead of just organically. Saying, yeah, organically. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is like okay, come on, man. Like that's like that's that's an easy one. Like y'all didn't have to do that. Like you didn't have to be like, oh, I gotta think of a nick. I'm not gonna keep calling you that. What's a what's mm-hmm. a good nickname for you? Everyone's like, oh, this is where he comes up with Chewy. Uh, no, man. Like we get it. Like yeah, it's cool. I'm not gonna nitpick on it. It's yeah, it was it was a little annoying, but like uh, okay, it's fine. Um, I'm trying to think of people like in terms of people's like acting. I thought Woody Harrelson was was good. Uh, in the movie, I thought he was the best. I thought he was the best uh, actor in the movie. I mean, he is the best actor in the movie. Um, I mean, that's... I actually um, it was not crazy about uh, Woody Harrelson. His acting or his character? Uh, his acting. I he seemed a little fun. checked out. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, 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 know what you're, I know what you're saying, but was, I don't know. Was that part of his character or? or... Just what do you think? What do you? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I, I read something um, that I guess it was between him and uh, Christian Bale for that part. Um, for that part, yeah. And then it went to Woody Harrelson. I think I would have much rather seen Christian Bale as uh, as Beckett than um, than Woody Harrelson. That'd have been interesting because I feel like it would have been two way different dynamics with those two actors. Like it would have been the dynamic of still it's still like the older like experienced guy, but like I can like kind of see. I at first you said Christian Bale I was like, mm, I don't know, man, could he have done the same? But I thought about it, like I was like, how would Christian Bale have approached that role? And I'm like, okay, I can see, I can see what you're saying, um, mm-hmm. but like, I, yeah, I can kind of see it. I can kind of see what you're saying. Um, yeah. But I don't, really, I don't my know. biggest. Oh, go on. No, no, you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say if since we're talking about casting, my biggest. Issue with casting was uh, Alden Ironreich. I don't Ein- know how to pronounce his, yeah, uh, I, I, his last name. I can't say it. Ironreich? Ironreich? Sure. Ironreich? Ironreich? I don't know. Meh. Ironreich? Yeah, I just, I did not think he was a good Han. Um, you know, I know we talked last week about uh, um, Iron Fist and, you know, you didn't like. Uh, Finn Jones oh, and you know oh we're like God. oh yeah but it also kind of comes down to the writing and you know stuff like that well I now see what you're saying when it comes to uh, Alden as as Han um, or Han um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can I always go back and forth I think it's supposed to be Han but oh, Lando yeah. calls him Han other way around other way around and, Oh, his, it is the other way around. Okay. His name is Han, but like Lando keeps calling him Han. Okay, I, <laughs> I trust me. I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah. It's okay. Right I'm now, not, the entire uh... Star Wars community is questioning <laughs> you right now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think you know he just he he didn't do it for me. Um. He also looks way too much like Zaf, Zach Efron, and not a whole lot like uh like Harrison Ford. Um. Mm. So yeah, I think me personally, uh, and, and this was before the movie was even like, you know, casting was officially announced or anything like that. I saw this video of this guy on YouTube, Anthony Ingruber, who was an actor, and he did a like a, a snippet from um, A New Hope when they first meet Han in uh, 
the the bar or the cantina, mm-hmm. and he's you know quoting that whole thing. Oh, it's the you know fastest ship in the galaxy, blah blah blah. And he's like spot on, and he looks an awful lot like Harrison Ford. So I did a little bit of digging around this time. He was actually in a movie with Harrison Ford called The Age of Adeline. Age of Adeline, yep. Adeline, yeah. And he was, you guessed it, the younger version of Harrison Ford's character. Wow. So he was exactly who we uh, we probably should have had for, uh, for Han Solo. Hey, um, let me take a look at this guy because I don't know who you're talking about. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, Anthony Ingruber, I N G R U B E R. Found him. Hold on. Let me let me let me let me see what this guy looks like. Who is this? Um, I believe Harrison Ford's long lost son. Right. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures come up of just him and like Harrison. Yeah, he's been in two movies <clears throat> or two a movie and TV. Yeah, Age of Adeline and like Avalon High, whatever that is. I don't know. Oh, Avalon High, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he certainly doesn't have um, an extensive, uh, you know, acting no. history. But just that YouTube clip that I saw, that like, you know, five-minute YouTube clip, um, was definitely more than enough to be like, okay, he's a better Han than, uh, than Alden. Hmm. I didn't care either way. I thought Alden was like, it was whatever for me, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't like, I wasn't like, oh, he was awesome. like, Or I wasn't like, oh, he was horrible. Again, mm-hmm. it was just very meh. And the whole yeah. movie to me was just very meh. Because like, there was parts where I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And there's parts where I was like being lulled to sleep. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, a lot of it, again, everything was just very meh. Like... I didn't. I don't even know how. Like I expected. And my thing is, I heard from people who watched it. Like, yeah, Donald Glover was awesome, and I was just like, okay. So I was like, I was looking forward to seeing him as Lando, and I'm like, I thought he did like you know. And I love. I you know, I love Donald Glover, and mm-hmm. I, I thought he was. I thought he was good. I guess he was okay. I thought he was okay. Like I was okay. Like yeah. I just didn't. Well, it wasn't. Anything, it wasn't anything special. Like to me. And just, compared to the rest of the the film, I I would say he's definitely. One of the the pros to the movie, um, oh, yeah. But there's just a lot of of weird stuff. So I guess to kind of unpack it, um, you know, we get Han and I can never pronounce her name right. Kira. Kira. Yeah. K- Kira. Kira, played by um, Amelia Clark, who obviously can do no wrong. I love Amelia Clark. Who? In case that was an- oh, nope. Mm-mm. Everything that I've seen her in, other than Game of Thrones, has sucked. Well, I didn't. And I, don't, and I think maybe we should blame her. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Other than Game of Thrones, like I don't know what else. I'm trying to think. What else have I seen her in? She was in. Um, I don't think it was. It wasn't the last one. No, it she was, was in uh, some Terminator term- Genesis. Yeah, she was in some Terminator movie playing Sarah Connor, which I didn't watch. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't either. But yeah, no. And then she was in some bad Christmas rom com that my wife really wants to watch mm. and she can watch that without me <laughs> um but uh yeah so you know they're on this planet Corellia, i think they're they're like street urchins or mm-hmm. part of like some small bit you know gang or whatever like yeah. that and they're like it, it's just exposition central you know oh this is more credits than what we need to escape this life of you know uh steve stealing and thieving and uh, you know, running from the law and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was just like, just 
word vomit of, you know, hey, here's the situation we're in, trying to, like, you know, bring everybody up to speed as to what's going on, when it's pretty easy to figure out, like, okay, yeah, they're, they're you know, orphans or street urchins, and they, you know, want to get the hell out of the situation they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it was very, the, the movie as a whole was very quippy. You know, there wasn't a lot of beats to stop and, you know, enjoy the silence or enjoy a moment of something. It was, you know, somebody always had to have a joke or say something. Um, and I found that to be very distracting. I don't know about you. <laughs> um, I, I know what you're saying. Because uh, there were parts where I just like, I was like, okay, this could be, this could be cool. But then it's like. Again, I find myself being lulled to sleep. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Okay, so obviously we knew that. We obviously knew that. If you're any type of Star Wars fan, we knew it was going to be at some point we're going to see the Castle Run, right? And under 12 par- 20 parsecs and whatnot. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, all right. So when they did that part, I just. Certain parts just started. When talking about annoying, certain parts just started bothering me. Like when they went to get Lando, mm-hmm. right? It was fine. And then like. Like, Lando has his um, social justice robot, and, like, that was, like, listen, when I tell you it was annoying me, the whole, like, activist robot, like, it was it was so mm-hmm. overdone, I was starting to get pissed. I was just like, okay, this is going to be really annoying now. Like, yeah. I was like, why, I was like, why is this here? Like, why, why is this a part of the movie? Like, robot's like, it's like, uh, L3, I'm going to the thing, you need anything? Uh, yeah, she goes, uh, uh, robot, yeah, equal robot rights. And he landed just like, oh, gosh. And that's what yeah. I thought. I was just like, stop. I was like, stop it. Was well, like, that kind of, you know, that kind of sums up the movie. Or like uh, near the end, Lando is like, I hate you. And Han says, I know. Obviously, that's kind of a, a tongue-in-cheek callback to one of the greatest moments of Empire when Leia says, I love you. And he says, I know. You know, and it's one of those things where, they they've added this stuff that then and I think we mentioned this in the uh the prequel trilogy episode that takes away from the greatness of the original movies that we know. You know. It's just they want to con- this... yeah, they want to connect with the people who love the original ones and like hey, yeah. remember, remember this? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was in a better film. <laughs> <laughs> um or he or you know, Hans like I have a great feeling about this. It's like, oh god, can you not um <laughs> You know, just just little things like that. Um, I, I think if they focused more on just getting us, you know, to this um, this heist that they're trying to do and stuff like that, and less about the jokes that you know carry us from scene to scene, it might have been a little bit of a better film. Um, you know, I'm looking at the little quote page here on IMDb, and everything is one of those little. You know, quips. The do you want anything? Yeah, equal rights. You know, um, you know the Carilzian Chronicles, Chapter Five, continued. You know, all th- that stuff. Like, yeah, some of that stuff can be funny, and it it could have been funny had it not been bogged down by so many other things that were trying to be funny. And I read something um, after I watched the movie this morning of. You know, uh, Lord and Miller, Philip Lord and uh, I can't remember the the guy's Miller's first name, but um, you know they're a director duo, and they did you know like the Lego Movie and a bunch of other stuff that was like really well was well uh, can't speak well received. Um, 
So they were brought onto this, and they shot most of the movie, and then uh, you know the producers and the higher ups at Lucas Films and Disney didn't like it, so they fired them and uh, brought in Ron Howard, who reshot about eighty percent of the movie. Um, and it makes me wonder, like, okay, because they they thought I guess it was too funny, the the Philip Lord uh, Miller version, um, so what what is this then because this also seems like it's trying to be too funny um so I'm, I'm very curious as to what their version was versus what we end up getting and what if anything um actually stayed from that main version or that original version to what we ended up getting yeah and again it's one of those things we'll never know um yeah i i don't know exactly because those things like was it better before or did it was it actually worse before because it's like we don't know and i think for me and it i'm trying to think from, from like the beginning of the movie to like the end it's kind of like certain things you know going into the movie right like you know obviously at some point and i didn't think about it first i was like okay well yeah i'll probably meet chewy um and then which i liked you know was, the dynamic he had with, with chewy was was good it was fine Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't bother me, but I, it's just well, the thing that bothered me the most in the movie. I don't know if I want to get into it just yet. Um, <laughs> I don't know because I, maybe we should say that. I don't know. Well, well you know what? Why not? Um, I think it was the whole. Sure, the whole I think it was because it's it's a long topic. It's the whole Kessel Run thing. Like when they came up with the plan, it's fine. But it's just like from the time they get there, I just feel like like okay, that's like the thing that he talks about. It's just like I feel mm-hmm. like they could have made that part like like could have it could have been more like. Yeah. Like it could have been more because they get in there right and like they got to get the they got to get the coaxium, um, and it's like okay it's unstable so we got to get it up here and like that that weird part about like you know they get that you know it's a it's a prison break type of thing they like get everybody out of there and like the guards and the prisoners are fighting and they got to get through the craziness and like that one and then you got the activist robot uh, who like gets shot and like Lando's about to break down into tears I'm like all right this is weird. Mm-hmm. Some weird robot human relationship going on. I didn't like. Oh, that's a little strange. Yeah, for me. yeah that's a little strange for me. <laughs> um, and then okay, so then it's like okay, now we're it's like it's like what is that? It's like that's a imperial blockade, and it's just mm-hmm. like okay. And my thing was like I was like wait wait I was like wait who alerted them? But I guess it would have happened. I guess I mean it's fine. But it's like okay cool yeah. we're gonna go into the maelstrom. Which is that was a cool part. I was like, this part could be very cool. It's like I was like, oh, okay. So now we're gonna get to the point. It's mm-hmm. like it's like, but someone would have to get into you know make the run in under twenty parsecs. It's like I could do it. And it's like okay. At first, and then they saw that creature in there, and like they went and like there was that gravity hole. But this is like I feel like it ended too quickly because they had to get through that little thing before it closed. He's like, you remember that thing we did in the alley with the car? Yeah, it didn't work then. It's gonna work now. And it was just kind of like yeah, it was kind of cheesy, and it was just kind of like it was over really quickly. I was just kind of like, man. They should have made it like that part right there was like, we have this little amount of time to do this and you have to do it. They should have shown a crazy flight scene with him dodging mm-hmm. and doing this and flipping through stuff and like just to get somewhere. It's like how much time and they could have been like, how much time is left? That he's going, going, going. And like, like that could that could have been a, a crazy scene. Like, and I feel like it was it was again, visually it was cool when you saw it. Like you saw it was cool, but it's like it wasn't enough. And I think that mm-hmm. was like I think that was for me that's the problem with the whole movie. Like it was just kind of like this could have been better but you just made it meh. Yeah. Well, like it, that's the thing is 
like you said, over or throughout the entire movie, that's a lot of it. Like they um, have great setups for stuff, and then they just kind of throw it away for either you know a quick joke or to just quickly establish something and then move on to again either have a quick joke or quickly establish something and move on to the next thing. And you know, there's there's not a lot of storytelling in a sense it's you know just it to me it just seems like they're kind of going from a to b um very quickly i personally so when they're in the um you know i guess the castle run or, or whatever that is and they're they're being blocked by the imperial uh cruiser i thought that was a great shot like it was a good shot there's the lightning behind it and then it kind of like lights up the silhouette i was like holy shit like way to make it look intimidating that looks awesome and I agree when they do go into the storm and they're being chased by a couple TIE fighters. Um, that could have been a really cool sequence. I personally was not crazy about the uh, giant Lovecraftian space monster. Space monster. <laughs> and the gravity well. Um, you know, slash black hole or whatever it was that they, you know. Because mm -hmm. if you recall, like it sucks in, they, they kind of juke the um the monster into getting caught in the um the gravitational pull mm -hmm. so they're getting pulled in and then they're trying to escape but they're still like you know close enough that they're caught in the the gravitational pull and you know you mean to tell me this giant galactic monster can't escape um and get sucked in but you're able to hold off like that that was kind of like pushing you know the the realm of believability for me a uh, a little bit. Um, you know, uh, not that Star Wars monsters have always been great. You know the Rath Rathgars Rathars Rathars um, the Rancor. Yeah, no, the Rancor is great. Oh, okay. The Rathars from um, Episode Seven, like the giant octopus balls that were on a Han and Chewie ship when they picked up the Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know. Okay. I, I kind of put that space monster in that category. Um, but, yeah, I mean, or you mentioned earlier how Han meets Chewie. And I'm not opposed to how they did it in this movie. But the one thing I absolutely hate and could not stand was... Um, Han Vicky. Han's... Han speaking Wookiee. Yes, I that wrestled. I was like, "What?" Yeah, that was so bad and stupid, and yeah, I I can't even. I didn't even do it for the rest of the movie. That was it. He was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah." He obviously this 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 Wookiee obviously speaks. You know, obviously uh, understands English. So yeah. he's like, "Well, that that's almost as bad as Martha." Oh, <laughs> you know. Like if I'm if if the setup that they gave us is to be believed, he's this you know crazed, starved creature in this muddy pit, hasn't been fed for three days. They throw him a meal, quote unquote, um, and then because the meal speaks his language, he's like, "Oh, can't eat you now. I understand you, you know." When again, he already understands common uh, or basic. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that I liked the, uh, the I guess it's now called like the expanded, no, 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 it's called Legends, that's right. The, the Legends version, which was um, 
Han was an Imperial pilot and sees something where they're, you know, Wookiees have on uh, have always in like the uh, the comics and the books and stuff like that have always been used as like an allegory for for slavery and stuff like that, and they've been enslaved and. Um, Han, I guess, sees Chewbacca, you know, being uh, tortured or prodded or, or poked by some, you know, imperial uh, higher ups, and decides in that moment I'm going to do the right thing, and he saves Chewbacca, and they run away, and then that kind of begins his uh, path down, uh, you know, the scoundrel we know and love. Much would rather have seen that. Fair you enough. Know? Yeah, I get and it. And I know yeah. that they want to separate that stuff from what's already been done, but. I don't know, man. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying, and it's kind of like because you just want because I feel like the story just kind of like like it, it was very like unstructured. It just kind of went. It didn't really like flow well, and like mm-hmm. I just because the thing is these these side movies like you want them to be good, but it's just like I think the only one we've had and some of the new out of all the newer Star Wars movies, I think Rogue One is the best one we've had in a while. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Rogue One was they well, they did it really well. Um, oh, I loved Rogue One. Yeah, um, I think it's most a great pe- film. I think most people really do because they're like, "This was done perfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this was done perfectly up until the point where it even leads right into the fourth movie." Because, like, I think a solo I read would takes place ten years before a New Hope. Um, Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I read uh, it takes ten years. It's ten, ten years before uh, New Hope comes out. But yeah, man, it just a lot of this just a lot of this just felt weird, man. Um, like okay, so also like it was like you're almost insulting the intelligence of your audience by making it to the point where like you know like certain things are gonna happen like when um what you call it Beckett tells him like look you know one thing I learned don't trust anybody mm-hmm. and my thing is you know Kira is not in later Star Wars films you don't talk about her like we like know something is something's gonna go happen to Kira like she's not. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously Han's not with her and Star Wars was was like, huh, something's going to happen to her. She's either going to be bad or she's going to die or something's going to happen. So we knew the whole time what's going to happen to Kira. Um, Beckett, I was just like, okay, so there's going to be some type of betrayal at the end. But they were like really, really milking the double crosses at the end. Uh, There's a Mm. lot. It it wasn't, mind you, this is not a huge part that I just, that I like hated it and the change. It was just kind of like, it was kind of like, all right, well, let's not get carried away because it was kind of like, all right, and like, I don't want to, yeah, so I'm like kind of moving toward like, I'm like jumping around the film a lot. Um, do you remember the scene, like, like right when you they get to the, uh, what was the planet called they went to to, to take the fuel to be refined? The Kessel? Oh, no, the, the planet they went to. Um... Severine, was that it? Severine, I think, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Okay, Close so to that. They, yeah, and they meet, um, they go and meet that one person, um, uh, 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 in Infus Nest or whatever. Um, yeah, Infus Nest. Yeah, it turned out, and I was like, okay, so Infus Nest is actually like, looks like a teenager, by the way, so, mm-hmm. and she's over here leading. I honestly thought that she was somehow going to be the daughter of Beckett and Val. That's what I thought, too. I thought that too. I th- when she took over home, I was like, "Oh, they've known each other." That here's the crazy part. When that when that happened, Father. I was like, "Oh, is that her dad?" I was like, "That's actually mm-hmm. in my head." I was like, "Oh, that's actually a really cool twist." Like, I see what you're doing here. That's a pretty cool twist. And they didn't do it. They were like, "Oh, actually, no. Yeah. This is just." I was like, "Why?" I was like, "Stop! Why would you pass up a chance?" <laughs> 
to make it better. Yeah. And they didn't. So I don't know. Like that, um, I thought that was a missed opportunity. Um, you get to that point, and it's kind of like, all right, now we have this plan. And it was just so much like fake, fake double cross, fake this, fake like, oh, I'm with you, I'm not with you. Like, I was like, this is a lot going on right now. Cause like, it looks like, cause like you have Han in there who like, you know, obviously you find out, you know, spoilers for people who haven't seen the movie, obviously. Um, you shouldn't be listening to the podcast, but uh, yeah, Beckett, <laughs> Beckett, like, had, uh, Beckett had double crossed them. Um, and it was kind of like, yeah, I told him about it. And it was kind of like, that was just kind of a weird double cross. Like, look, kid, I told you not to trust anybody. And then it turns out that they, they had actually pulled a fast one on them because they really did have the coaxium. That was a real coaxium. And he didn't, because apparently, apparently Han was like, Han had figured out that Beckett was going to double cross him, which I don't know how that happened. Because I, I don't know, but I feel like Beckett had never gave him at any point a chance to like not trust him. Mm-hmm. I don't know, did, you, did, did he hint at anything where it's like, I can't trust this guy? I don't know. Well, I think... It, the only time when he was like, look, man, I'm not, I can't be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe there was like a deleted scene. I, I, I don't know. Even talking about the movie is putting you to sleep. Right? I, sorry, I didn't <laughs> yawn there, guys. I was just talking about it. I was just like, oh my gosh. No, man, but like it was um, it, it, that part it, it didn't make sense to me. I was like, I was like, okay, like I get it. If you want to make Beckett like that's fine. If you want to make Beckett like you know double crosser and whatnot, but like mm-hmm. at no point and because Han figured it out. But I was like, I was like, okay, cool. What did you just have a gut feel? Would you use the force? Like because you can't yeah. do that. Like because like at no point did they give did they make Beckett at all seem like yeah I'm gonna like like he had no motivation. There's no motivation. There's no signs. There's no signals. Yeah. And because they didn't tell you in the movie, Han didn't be like, "Oh, you know how I figured it out? It was when you did this." No, it wasn't that. He was just like, "Yeah, I knew you'd do this." It was just like, "What? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? What do you mean? What? What do you mean?" That's like if that's like it was like if Chewie had betrayed him, and he's like, "Huh, Chewie? Yeah. I saw this coming." It's like you did. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like how? Like, it's kind of just like what? Like, obviously the 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 the, the viewers could know because it's just it's a movie and like you know. They make they want to make it like obviously when they said that somebody had told on him I was like all right so and it wasn't her obviously it wasn't Kira which we'll get to in a second uh, but it was him I was just yeah it just I was like okay from a movie standpoint I was like okay that's that's fine but I because in my head I was like hmm I wonder where he, what what he picked up on and he just didn't they just didn't address that and they didn't address yeah. it I was like what I was like what do you mean I don't know man. Um, that 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 like a lot of things I think a lot of things at the end of the movie were just just bothered me and it could have been way better. Mm-hmm. Well, it seemed like a very generic action movie set in Star Wars. Yeah, no, it, it that's the the overall thing is it didn't the movie didn't feel very Star Warsy to me. I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It just didn't feel very Star Warsy to me. No, I agree. I agree. Just if they were in um, space. I mean, they were in space, so I guess, like, but, like, yeah. I don't know, it was weird. I didn't get a Star Wars feel for it. Well, like I said, I think if you were new to Star Wars and for some reason this was the first film you decided to watch, you might find it somewhat enjoyable and it might lead you to be like, oh, yeah, I should check out the other films. And hopefully you'll then appreciate how much better those films actually are. Yeah. I just... um, but... You know, it, it was it was just kind of all over the place. Um, like at the end when they uh, reveal 
uh, that, Maul. I, yeah, I was gonna get to that. That was. Yeah. That w- well, so before we get to Darth Maul, let's. I guess I want to talk mm-hmm. before because we, we're gonna talk about that because that that I was just like, all right. I was like, all right, hold on. <laughs> and so, okay, so um, before that, we get to the point where Beckett tricks him, and he comes back and is like, oh, actually, we I tricked you because I knew all along. So Ernest Nest, or uh, infant, infants, infants Nest, um, uh, the girl had was tr- had tricked the people who had bound, had, who had ambushed them, and they had the real coaxium there, which is obviously highly unstable. So then Beckett's like, all right, I'm taking that with me. Come on, Chewie. And so now he's he's double-crossed the guy who was in charge this whole time, who was Dryden Voss, who's played by Paul Bettany, mm-hmm. who uh, was, you know, his vision uh, for you know, Marvel fans. Um, yeah, so he's played by, um, you know, Dryden, da- or what's it called? Dryden uh, Voss or whatever, uh, who's in charge. So now it's now you have Kira, Han, Beckett, and... Voss and they're all kind of like in a four-way kind of scramble going on here, and so like Beckett mm. Beckett leaves with she was making Chewie carry the things his gun to him and he leaves with the stuff. So now you have this you know fight going on between Han and Dryden and you know and Voss has these they try to they they like trying to give people because for me you know I like Star Wars because I love seeing lightsaber fights so they try to give you a little bit of that by like you know Dryden Voss has these like these daggers. These like laser daggers type things, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of like, all right. I mean, it's kind of it's cool looking. Um, again, that fight, that last kind of like bout in the office, like where they were kind of going at each other. It's another kind of like that scene is just kind of like, ah, like what did Han actually do? Because then Kira comes in and it was just like it was weird. <laughs> it was weird because Han had a shot at him, but then Kira came out of nowhere and stopped Han. And pretended to be on Voss's side again, mm-hmm. and then she killed him. And then she turned around and slashed him, and then kill end up killing him, just to save Han. It's like, wait a minute, why didn't you just let Han shoot him? Like he had a shot anyway. What were you trying to like? I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It was weird because if, <laughs> if she was gonna, she didn't need to like. I just try to catch him by surprise, but like it could have just been done a little bit better. Like it was just like yeah. you didn't need to do all that. Like it was, it was a weird extra scene where she was pretending to be on Voss's side again, and she wasn't actually. And then, like, yeah, then they talk about, like, all right, cool, I'm going to go after Beckett. He goes, well, look, we're going to give all that coaxium to, you know, Infus Nest. Like, let's go ahead and get some of, you know, the uh, Voss's valuable so we can buy our ship. Okay, and then Han went off to go find Beckett. And then that's when we get to the scene where you are, where you're talking about here. Yeah. And, like, all that, the whole, all that leading up to it was just so, it was just so strange. There's just a lot of extra stuff going on. And I just didn't know why. I was just like, this is, yeah. this is just a weird fight scene. It's it's a weird movie, you know. Yeah. So I think I think we can get to the point where we can start fixing stuff. I think. I think well, let, we well before, yeah, before we, yeah, before we do that, do you want to talk about Maul being there? Because that was yeah. So Maul definitely came out of left field, um, and I wasn't crazy about it. watching it again today. I was a little less um, annoyed by it. I think just because I knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I finally have gotten around to watching the last season of Clone Wars, so I just got to the point uh, where he pops up in Clone Wars again as the leader of Crimson Sun, or Crimson Dawn, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, maybe we'll see. Because I loved him when they brought him back in Clone Wars, and I, I loved his arc in Star Wars Rebels, both really great shows. Um but I was very confused because, you know, when you see him in the beginning of Clone Wars, 
Uh, he's obviously very unhinged. He's like almost feral. Uh, he had cobbled together like these weird spider legs mm. um, out of like you know droid scraps, and was just unhinged. And it was awesome, and I loved it. And then um, in Rebels, you see him again. Um, he's obviously now older, but he's still very unhinged. Um, and his whole purpose is he wants to find and kill Kenobi. Um, and so when you when you see him in the beginning of, of Clone Wars and when you see him in uh, the end of Rebels, uh, and he's this crazy, maniacal you know, villain, um, you're like, holy shit, like, this guy's insane. And then to have him randomly be the leader of, like, some giant syndicate, crime syndicate, you're like, how did we get here? I don't quite understand <laughs> it. Did he go, well, crazy doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> and, and, you know, say, I'm going to put child thing, childish things away and get a real job. I don't, you know. Yeah, let me try, let me uh, try my hand at, uh, at underworld crime. Organized crime. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how uh, the writers... Um, came to that uh, conclusion, and like I said, I don't I don't know how it finishes out in Clone Wars if it does at all. Hopefully, it will. Um, but uh, yeah, that that was something that I just felt like was a very wasted opportunity in cameo, especially because, like you said earlier, we never see Kira again. Yeah, I feel like do we, unless unless I'm just forgetting something, but I feel like I'm not, and I don't remember seeing Kira yeah. again because she just kind of like. She- it was such a it was such a, like a wet blanket ending between the t- those two, like it was mm-hmm. just kind of like, because after Han has this kind of like emotional thing with like, you know Beckett and like he ends up shooting Beckett before Beckett can shoot. He's like, good shot. He goes, it was a smart move. He goes, because I was definitely gonna kill you. Because he second he put his finger on his gun on his on the trigger, Han shot him, uh, and then mm. like you know and he's you know he's he's like holding him while he's about to die. He's like, yeah, good. He goes, look, good job, kid. This finally smart thing you did. And he tried to, and this is right before Beckett was about to tell him something about Kira. He's like, "Listen, he's Beckett knew he was like, she she doesn't it's like she's not going back with you. Like she has her own agenda. And obviously, we I knew I was going to see somebody because he said even Voss. She they mentioned even Voss answers to somebody. And like I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so we'll probably figure out who that is later. Um, yeah. And it was kind of like, all right. And then it's like it's, it's like you see like Kira decide to fly off in the ship. Because Darth Maul's like, here, I need you to go ahead and come to this planet so we can do this. Um, and it's kind of like you see her flying off and, like, her just kind of staring out the window and Han just kind of staring, looking like this. And then there's nothing. It's just kind of like, okay, um, I'm all right. It's kind of just no no emotion from Han at all. It was kind of just like, all right, um, that's weird. And they just kind of went on about the business. That was it. They didn't address it again. Like, that was it. It was just kind of like, okay, she's gone. And they didn't, he didn't, Han's just like, whatever. I'm just like what? Yeah. Like what? That's the person you've been. That's the person you've been doing. You've been working, working to save these past three years, and it's like, okay, that's it. That's no, nothing. That's it for you. No reaction. No trying to like catch her. No like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> that was yeah. it. That was just kind of like, go after you fool. Yeah, no, it was just like yeah. it was just weird. It was just kind of like why this weird stare down, this weird stare down, and it's kind of like until it's like we'll meet again in the future. It's like no, you won't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> well, because the thing is too. You know, if she's taking over uh, Voss's operation, she could just as easily bring Han into the fold, too. You know, it's not like you have to pick one or the other. 
you could have easily just turned to him and go, oh, I have an idea. You know, you go wait in the other room or whatever. I'm going to call, you know, Dryden's boss and be like, hey, he died. Uh, It's the strangest thing. I don't know what happened. Because she doesn't even, um, you know, when when Maul asks what happened, she says, oh, it was uh, Tobias Beckett. And then makes no mention of Han or anything like that. So it's not even like Han is... uh, on the run for a crime he didn't commit or anything like that. Yeah. She even could have been like, oh, yeah, and Han was the one that killed Beckett, which I guess she wouldn't know that Beckett was dead yet. Um, but, you know, that could have followed up later, you know, changed the word of that. Yeah. But, you know, she, she could have had her cake and eaten it, too. Yeah. You know, Han, pro- Han, Han probably never would have went with her to go work for whoever else was next. But obviously the whole yeah. thing was like she has – got accustomed to that life and she was never going to leave with like Han, I guess yeah. like, and like, cause like it wasn't even dried and Voss was the problem. It was Darth Maul. That was obviously the problem. Like, mm. you know, which would have been, you know, obviously he couldn't have shown up in the movie cause he would have just killed everyone. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, it was, it was strange. And then, um, but yeah, we can get to the point we start fixing stuff. Did you like the, uh, ending the last card game to get to get the Falcon back? Eh. Yeah. And it is, very forced, and then <laughs> much like the rest of the movie, meh. and then the the very forced like guys. Are you paying attention to what I'm saying? Yeah. So before Beckett died, he told me about some gangster who has this job, some some really yeah. big time, and he kept they really focused on this really big time gangster on this job, ha ha, job by the hut, ha ha. <laughs> like it's just yeah. kind of like yeah, looks we, directly into camera. Yeah, yeah. They were like, we get it, man. Job of the hut. Yes, we understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, so getting into to stuff to fix, I think I want to go into casting first. So okay. I definitely want to get rid of Alden. I want Anthony in Gruber. I can agree with that's um, fine. And I think, honestly, uh, Kira altogether should just be cut. Because that, that was the thing, too, watching this movie, is obviously we know nothing ever happens between them after this movie. He ultimately ends up with Leia. They have a kid, you know, and we go from there. I think either you cut the character out completely or make it like a brother or um, um, another male street urchin that has like kind of a brotherly bond who's like, dude, you know, you you don't need this life. You need a better life. Mm. Hell, that can even be Beckett. You know, Beckett can be a little bit of an older um, guy who's maybe seen some stuff. He's part of that same crew, but he's like, you know, hey, man, I'm going to get you out of this. Get you, you know, you want to be a pilot in the Empire? Cool. I'll, you know, that's my goal for you. You don't deserve this life or you don't need to be in this life. Um, and then ultimately he ends up with uh, Dryden um, as like his right hand man or whatever. And they meet again. Um, to pull this job or something, you know, there, there's a, a number saying. of different things, yeah. and, but I think having a, lun- a love interest in general for Han makes no sense in this movie. It doesn't because you know, it's not going to like, that's not going to, that's going to happen or something's going to happen to her. And again, I love, yeah. I love Amelia Clark and the, probably the reason they put her in this movie was to get people to, you know, you put Amelia Clark is like, Oh, Amelia Clark. Oh, Hey, look, Donald Glover. He's like, look, Woody, Her- hmm. Woody Harrelson. It's kind of like, look at these guys come watch. And it's just like, it's like it's a familiar face, but like realistically, I was thinking the same thing. There's actually no use for her in the movie. There's no use. She didn't need to. She didn't need to be in the movie. Like it would make it doesn't make sense. Like, 
you don't know like it was like for what like why is this happening like and that's that's, that's that's you're very right on that so definitely I think take I think take that out uh, and maybe yeah I mm-hmm. think I think maybe if Han was like an older brother figure to somebody who was there and some other street urchin who was there and maybe that happened like that's just like a, oh, a friend like a who was like a, again a little brother figure that would have probably made a little bit more sense for me um mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would have made a little bit more sense, and I think that if they gone with that, it would have made more. It it would have flow would have flowed better. Um, kind of yeah. moving on. Um, oh, they should have more casting things. I mean, really, that was it. I don't mind uh, Woody Harrelson as Beckett. Like I said, seeing Christian Bale, I I think I might prefer to see that version. But uh, you know, I'm I'm fine with Woody Harrelson. Everyone else, I'm I'm good with Donald Glover. Yeah. I think was perfect as Lando. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with everybody else too. Yeah, I'm fine with everybody else too. I haven't decided how much I I haven't decided what I feel about Donald Glover's Lando. I think I liked it, but I just haven't decided like mm-hmm. like do I? There's room for improvement. Yeah, but I don't think. But I think it was fine. I don't think it's enough to change. Yeah. So that's fine. Um. What's next on the? I'm trying to think. What's next? Okay, so outside of casting, um, in terms of uh, making more out of scenes. Making more mm-hmm. out of scenes is probably the, the the next thing. Like the Kessel Run, the whole thing from start to finish of them getting to that place, the mining place, to the time they have to make the actual run. Like you know, like that should have just been more. Mm-hmm. That should have been like the the big like like high budget like awesome CGI part of the movie. Like like which it was. It's like it was cool parts in it. It was cool parts. I was gonna in it say sure. it probably was. No, it was. It was. It just should have been. I, it's crazy because like I'm sure they probably thought like oh yeah we did a lot here like it could have been like all right like was the space monster necessary like I sure you know cool why not you know why not you know mm-hmm. if you're gonna do it though but like make it like I'm really thinking like they should have made like a whole thing where like Han is doing some crazy flying and like they had a little part where he's doing it where he, yeah. he turned the ship sideways and it was kind of like it's over not now it's over and they skip ahead to the actual yeah. planet and it's just like hey we're coming in hot we had this thing. We're here now. I can see you. He's like, I can see you. It's kind of like yes. He keeps saying he's such a great pilot. Show us. Yeah, and the thing is, like, yeah, he did some. Yeah, he did. Yeah, they 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 really drove that point home. I'm an excellent. I'm an expert pilot. Mm-hmm. Where did he? Where did he train? Where did he get his? Like, when did he become an excellent pilot? During those three years, he, on the streets of Karelia. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But, but, on the mean streets. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't. He when did he fly anything? I don't know. Never. Cause I don't remember. It's all, I don't remember it's him all, flying anything uh, about confidence. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. But then they they briefly mentioned like, yeah, my dad helped. And he's like, yeah, my dad took it. He's like, what happened? Did your dad have his plane? He's like, no, did you just, just this uh this thing? He's like, no, 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 no. He helped. What do you say? He helped build them, or something. I don't even remember that. It, part. Yeah, it was some weird part where he first got into the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and it was just like he was mentioning something about why. Like Han was like, "Oh, this is a blah 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 blah, like an X three seven hundred something 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 something," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And Lando was like, "Oh, you know about you know about ships," um, and he's just like, "Yeah." And my dad told me about it. He was like, "Oh, did he have one?" He's like, "No, no, no. He used to help build them or something." Uh, I don't know, man. It was uh, it was uh, a weird scene. I was just like, "Wait, wait." Part. I was like, "Wait, that? Why did you just? Because yeah, they just slipped it in there. You just kind of slipped it in there. Like, hey, here's that. That's why Han knows about you know flying." I was like, "Wait, what?" Mm-hmm. I was like, you don't just, just slip that in there. Like, there's no backstory about it. Never heard anything about that. And I feel like they really yeah. fully explain well, like, why he's a good pilot. Like, when did he, did he, because he, did he ever make pilot in the Empire while he was there for those three years? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. 
Well, I think the uh, the thing too is, um, uh, you know, if he does mention his dad or whatever, if you remember when he's signing up to join the the Empire and he only has a first name, that was so cringeworthy and stupid, <laughs> and I hated it. Like that was the moment watching it for the first time in theaters where I was like, uh oh. Yes. This movie is not going to be good. It was at the beginning. Um, yeah. For, for those unaware, when he uh, escapes the you know the gang or whatever he's a part of on Corellia, but he and uh, Kira get separated, he decides to enlist in the Empire, and they're like, okay, what's your name? And he's like, Han. And your last name? I don't have one. And the guy just goes, hmm, Han Solo, because you're alone. <laughs> and that's it's so fucking bad i i should have just left the theater and asked for my money back um because that 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 whole scene perfectly sums up the the movie that we got that, that actually is a good um, point that that pretty much kind of gives you like yeah listen don't worry we're not gonna let you understand they're not gonna let you like hear the jokes and obviously try to understand them yourself we're gonna we're gonna make sure yeah. you know <laughs> we're gonna spell it out for you yeah. well and you know so what I would do is we can keep the whole street urchin thing or whatever. That's fine. His name is already Han Solo to begin with. Um, you know, he gets separated from his brotherly character or his brother, whatever, what have you, um, enlists. I would like to actually see him as a, like, TIE fighter pilot. I think that would make more sense because, again, they keep talking about how he's such a good galaxy – or a good galaxy uh, – a good – pilot and he wants to be the best in the galaxy um and so i think you know we see him as a a, a tie fighter pilot or even you know a, a a freighter pilot or something some sort of pilot not a uh boots on the ground trooper um like we do in the movie and then again you know he either runs into beckett um, maybe Beck is like a, a, a Wookiee freedom fighter, or that's kind of the um, uh, story he gives Han, and Han is like, yeah, you're right, and the way they're treating these Wookiees is, are, is horrible, and he goes and he saves Chewie. Boom, there we got, We have our life debt. We've set up the, uh, the connection there, and really, Beckett is, you know, again, trying to steal this uh, coaxium or whatever it's called, the fuel, um, to sell and make a profit off of, uh, and kind of finds himself in this life of crime, we get rid of the whole Infra's Nest thing, or Infus Nest, um, because, you know, she talks about how it's helping the rebellion or, you know, sparking the rebellion or something yeah. like that, which, one, we already got that same message from Rogue One, which was a million times better, and two, we know he doesn't really care about the rebellion until uh, A New Hope. Yeah. So it seems kind of weird where he's like this, you know, happy, helpful guy, you know. Um, he's like, yeah, I'll help the rebellion. But then something happens in that 10 years between this movie and A New Hope where he's become Jade. And he's like, you know, I only care about one thing and it's money. Well, no, no, he wasn't, he wasn't too up on the rebellion. Because remember, she did, she did ask him, like, at the end, like, hey, do you want to come with us? Like, he's like, man, nah, not really. Because that's not for yeah. me. He's like, well, if you change, you're not hot enough. Yeah, if you change, yeah, exactly, pretty much. If you change your mind, like, and he's like, mm, don't hold your breath, kid. It's just kind of yeah. like, it's kind of like, all right, true. And then, but I mean, just to the sheer fact that he's like, you know, hey, yeah, I'll give you 
this score. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? pretty much. That, yes, that, yes. Like, he's like, yeah, we can, um, here, you can have it. Because if he, she's like, I understand he didn't want, I understand why he don't, don't give it to, you know, Dryden Voss, because he's obviously mm-hmm. going to, you know, his Hans like that's just going to cause problems. But he gave it to them. The real Han Solo probably been like, I'm going to put this on the ship and go sell it for myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it just... I those are my kind of overall suggestions. I would also probably take out um, um, Darth Maul. What I actually probably would have done is I don't know how familiar you are with uh, some of the old video games, but did you ever play um, Shadow of the Empire? I feel like I did, um, but I don't remember much. It would depends on what you're going to say next. I may or may not remember what you're talking about. There was a crime syndicate in that game, and I believe it was called Black Sun, which is why I was confused earlier when I said Crimson Sun. Um, and uh, Prince Zizor, I think is the guy's name. He's like this green alien who's got sort of a uh, Chinese motif nope. going on. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. he's He's got like these very like ornate, elegant robes and has got like um, a bald head but then with a very tight high black ponytail um which i from my inner circles and and from a lot of stuff that i've seen on the uh online is that game does have a, a special place in a lot of you know star wars star wars fans hearts i think had they had prince zizor uh revealed instead of maul um it would have gotten a better reaction and made more sense, but it probably, a lot of people I don't think would have gotten it, though, you know what I mean? Whereas, obviously, Maul is a little more recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it could have been Jabba, because while Jabba is also as recognizable as Maul, um, he's not as intimidating. Um, yeah. And I don't think it it would have been as, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intriguing, I guess. It's um, not. It's it's they they chose the sexy pick, like you know. It's obviously the Darth Maul, like like that's like the the more like oh boom impactful, like hey Darth Maul, that's cool. Yeah. But like also it was weird because they're trying to like really they try again really like hammer the point home, like hey it's Darth Maul, he's scary, like because like it was weird yeah. they made him just like force like grab his lightsaber and then he acted then he turned his lightsaber on and I was just like mm-hmm. is he getting ready to get into a fight like. What's happening? Yeah, and he just literally did it to like just to kind of to kind of like, hey, look, force grabbing lightsaber, turn it on. I'll be seeing you soon, Kira. And then he turned it back off. I was like, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what was that? And also, his voice was weird. His voice was like, it was like this weird like, I'll be seeing you soon, Kira. <laughs> I was like, that's this is okay. Watch your tone, sir. That's the majestic Sam Whitworth you're talking about. And I will not have his name smirched. Not on my show. Stan who? <laughs> <laughs> Sam Whitworth, man. Um, that's my man crush. He uh, he was in Star Wars Force, Unwake, uh, uh, Force Unleashed. You know the guy who played Darth Maul in this um, was a guy named Ray Park. Well, no. He played the physical body. Sam Whitworth voices him. Oh. In the movie. Because, yeah, Ray Park never uh, actually voiced it. Voiced him, not voiced it. Voiced it isn't a word. Um, oh, yeah? Well, I think they all suck. No. <laughs> anyway. Well, you're wrong. Anyway. Um, anyway. Um, but, yeah. No. 
he's he's great. He voiced him in uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So those are you know kind of my sweeping changes. I know we're kind of nearing the end here. Um, what do you want changed, or, or what do you think we can do to fix it? I've said most of my piece in terms of like just making the scenes more impactful. We could definitely change the casting that you said. Um, mm-hmm. Though I've honestly said most of my pieces. That's the biggest thing. Like I said, make the scenes count. Make some of these scenes mm-hmm. count. Stop. Uh, calm down on the forcing people to understand your jokes. Trust me, people get it. Like we get it. Yeah. Like, and then you'll be okay, and then you'll be fine. You have more yeah. watchable movie. So. Yeah, there's no like you know like in um a new hope like when um. Uh, Alderaan gets blown up. Or when Obi-Wan dies. Like, there's no real moments like that. I think the closest that they came to that was when uh, L3 died. Yeah, which wasn't, and, which was like, what? Yeah, it was very weird that he had sort of a sexual attraction to his droid companion. Yeah. Not saying that in the Star Wars universe that that wouldn't happen, but it just seemed weird for Lando because he's such a. Um, you know, kind of playboy, charming mm-hmm. character that we've seen him in in the other movies, um, to then be like, you know, yeah, I'm really sad that my droid that I'm assuming he owns, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, uh, he's in love with her. Uh, because if the... I can't remember her name. It's going to bother me. Um, the girl in... Uh, Rise of Skywalker, who was like an ex uh, stormtrooper, um, were led to believe that you know she might be Lando's daughter oh. or granddaughter, um, you know something like that. So it's like we know he likes human women too. Yeah, let's <laughs> so let's, it's, not, it's just all let's not go down weird. this path. Let's just let's go ahead yeah. and jump to the point of the show, Sean. Did we fix it? <laughs> I think we did. Okay, good enough. Best best we could. I think we spent a lot of time more than any other. Uh, previous movie or, or show shitting on it before actually yeah. getting to fixing it. <laughs> and another yeah, thing. Exactly. You suck. It's like anyway, Sean got yeah. right, guys, Sean will get the hat of mystery and get ready to get our topic for next week. Uh, again, guys, uh, we appreciate it. Like uh, appreciate the getting listens every week. You know, like, follow, share, tell your friends on all your podcast networks, you know, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify yeah. of course, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, we're on there. Fridays at eight AM We appreciate it, guys. Again, like, share, follow, tell your friends. Sean, what is up for next week? All right, this one is mine. It's uh, Dexter, the TV show. Oh. Not Dexter's Lab, but the Michael C. Hall serial killer show. Yes. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Yes. One of those things where uh, it was really, really good, and then it got too big for its own britches and shat the bed. And I think we've seen that happen before in a lot of shows, but yes. We will talk. So we'll discuss the rise and fall of Dexter <laughs> <laughs> next week. All right guys, it has been fun, Sean. I'll see you next week, my friend. All right, buddy. And may the force be with you. And also with you and surviving 2020. Peace y'all.